Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, who breaks out in 2023? Who goes from good to great? What veterans have a bounce back year? Plus, how does Jalen Hurts avoid any sort of regression to make sure 2023 is even better than 2022? All that and more on this Thursday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Thursday edition of the show. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to our everydayers Monday through Friday as training camp is officially underway. You know, today the Eagles hinted at Kelly Green. They have practice enclosed uh, right now uh, off to the media. So no updates, but a lot of stuff going on down in South Philadelphia. And so we're going to continue to do daily shows. And uh, today we're, we're going to dive into, because I was thinking about this a little bit. We were just doing a stream um, and we were kind of talking about the defensive line. And that started to get me think about Fletcher Cox, who's the one of the main veteran left I think on the interior of the defensive line, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you've got Brandon Graham on the edge. You've got Josh Sweat, who's been here for a while now. Hassan Reddick in year two as well as a leader. But in the inside, it's Fletcher Cox and it's the kids. It's Jalen Carter, Milton Williams, Jordan Davis, Moro Ajomo, even Kentavious Street is young. So we were kind of talking about what is the the right approach for Fletcher Cox this year, and it's. Right, you said like keep his snap count below forty percent. That's what made him last year so efficient. It's why he had seven sacks, which was the most he's had since twenty eighteen. You don't want to have him burn out like you know early twenty twenty one Fletcher Cox. And so that's started getting me to think like who is the guy this year that maybe kind of had a few down years or just wasn't the same. Like it felt like Fletch after twenty nineteen was just carrying so much on his back that it wasn't that he was bad, but he wasn't the great player that he was in 2018 or even last year. Is there a player this year that kind of fits that box of a guy that, you know, has been in the NFL for a bit, was good, maybe has been down in some tough times and now rises up? I've got a couple players, but I think that's an interesting spot because that was totally Fletcher Cox last year, and um, he quietly rose totally back up. Well, the thing with Fletch is, are you talking about how do you keep a veteran healthy and keep him efficient? Because I think that's yeah. what the story is with Fletcher. I think that's what it's day. really like for me, the description is like a veteran that was really good for a while or, you know, had some bright moments and then was for one reason or the other, just couldn't get over something. Right. So for like for Cox, I think it was the snap count, right? I think it was just mm-hmm. the load that he was carrying. So for me, like my idea would be Rashad Penny, not that he was the elite player ever of Fletcher Cox, but he's just not been able to get over the injuries, but he's had some great seasons in the NFL. And I feel like this year, the Eagles plan kind of like their plan for Fletch last year, their plan for Rashad Penny, I think is really going to work out well in his favor to keep him fresh and efficient and I think he's going to quietly like Cox last year because he's going to be kind of lost in that backfield. I think he's quietly going to have a really good year for the birds. It's all about keeping the guys healthy. And that's yeah. the message that Nick Sirianni continues to just say day after day after day. We want these guys to be able to play weeks one through 17 and even then some. And how do you do that? Well, you have to understand these guys. And why yeah. was Fletch so good last year and why was Brandon Graham so good last year well they played in a role that they should have been playing in they played in a reduced role to increase their efficiency that when they are on the field 
they are going to be able to be at 100%. And if you look at Fletcher Cox 2018-2019, yeah, like you said, man, he's playing 60-65% of the snaps. Right. You're just not able to keep up with yeah. that, especially in the National Football and, League. And, you know, he had six and a half sacks in 2020, but it was really the second half of the year where he came on. But for a while there, it just felt like, you know, those those three seasons before 2022, it was just so up and down for him because mm-hmm. it felt like he was just trying to catch up all the time. Right. Because no, Malik Jackson a, was hurt. Look at it. Yeah, and if it wasn't Malik, it was Timmy Jernigan. It, you know, Fletch, I think, is the, the the same guy that he fits this conversation even this year because now you don't have Javon Hargrave. You really need these kids to develop so he doesn't have to go back to the snap count that he used to. It's the real-life meme of Master Splinter being walked out by the Ninja Turtles when they're all grown up, and that's yeah, truly what it is. <laughs> and true. I think Fletcher Cox has been somebody that over his tenure in Philadelphia – I think he's been beloved by most, but there's times when people have said that he has had a bit of an ego at times, and especially when he got his money. But right now, he is a true leader. If you listen to what he said today, he's like, I'm here to teach these guys how to be good leaders. Like, that's my job. My job is to set the culture. These guys have to understand that. And part of the evolution of what I think made Fletch so good is that he realized that. And that once he's in that comfortable position, same with Brandon Graham, same with BG not being an every down player, right? Yeah. Those two guys fit culturally. They might not be the best option that you could have, right? Like, would you rather have Javon Hargrave over Fletcher Cox? Absolutely. But what does Fletch bring you that you can't teach Javon Hargrave? Mm -hmm. It's that Philly spirit. It's winning that Super Bowl. It's being part of something that they now have to instill in these yeah. kids, right? Because and that talent's him, great, right. but culture's everything. That's a good point. It leads that mentality, leads him to take less money, right? And it leads him to accept a lesser yes. role. Um, and I think that's the same thing with Brandon Graham on the edge. And I think on offense, if they can have that same approach with somebody like Rashad Penny, I think that's definitely the way to keep some of these guys healthy, not just the older veterans, you know, but some players that were more injury prone. And I think that, cause that was going to be my other question for you before we take a break is, you know, I think Milton Williams could fit this mold. I was thinking about like, who could be that, you know, we were talking about the Fletcher Cox comparison, who could be your Chauncey Gardner Johnson this year that goes from like good to great. I don't know if it's at that level of CGJ last year where he turns into the league leader in interceptions, but talk about like Fletcher Cox being able to stay on that snap count from last year. If somebody like Milton Williams could take a massive step, that's so huge for this team because especially I already think I'm very confident Jalen Carter is going to be great. I'm very confident Jordan Davis takes another step this year. I'm confident Cox doesn't fall off the face of the earth in production this year. So if Milton can be that guy, again, it probably won't be to CGJ's level from last year, but I think Milton could be that guy this year. You're like, wow, he was good last year, but there is a clear difference in 2023. And I think you have to hope that maybe one of those guys from each of the last three draft classes can make right. that jump, right? Yes. Because you're talking yes. about Milton Williams being in that conversation. You're talking about N'Kobe Dean yep. being in that conversation. Cam you're Jergens. talking about Cam Jurgens, Jordan Davis. And mm-hmm. when you look at the youth, the path forward is that these guys have to be developed. And they have to be developed in the way of, what the Philadelphia Eagles want. Like what right? Landon Dickerson has done over the last two years, but he got way more reps, you know, to do that. So it's not like these kids haven't done that and they've been struggling on the field. They just really haven't got any re- Even Milton Williams has just not gotten a lot of reps over the last two years. 
And when he's on the field, he looks great. And same yeah. with Nicobe Dean last year. And even, let's say, Reed Blankenship, Lou, I think we have to give him his flowers okay. for yeah, coming in now with a full offseason under his belt as a guy who expects to go in as the starter. You look at his progression from this time last year to where he was in the Super Bowl. What I think you had your mentioned Quentin Michael, man, your new Quentin Michael. I mean, he like, could. An undrafted I, kid. I'm, I'm in on that. You look at what you said that – completely forgot what you said that I was going to quote, but you look at Reed Blankenship when you look at the evolution of just trusting development and trusting your coaches. I think yeah. that's what we kind of have to mesh together. How do we expect this step to take? Yeah. How do we expect it to happen? Well, it's the preparation day in and day out and it goes into the coaching staff. Like you would believe that a new defensive back coach is going to be able to get these guys over the hump. You did change there as well and you have to hope maybe even a guy like Terrell Edmonds Lou maybe he comes to Philadelphia and he plays a little bit of a different position than Sean in Sean Desai's defense and all of a sudden you're saying yeah this guy is a safety who probably will and go get a little bit bigger contract than he deserved at the last offseason and you have to hope that you have to hope the progression is the young kids lead the way because the veterans can only take you so far with the vets there's a floor yeah. With the youth, there's a ceiling. No, that's a great point for sure. Do you know also who's going to take you as far as anyone this year? It's Jalen Hurts, and I think we're pretty confident he's not going to regress in 2023, but I want to get into some specifics of like what he needs to avoid this year, like Carson Wentz did not avoid in other past quarterbacks in Eagles history and in the NFL to make sure he follows up an MVP season because Eagles quarterbacks in the past have not really been able to follow things up. So we'll get into those coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by our partners over at eBay Motors who have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Lyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're preparing for a draft, I've got mine next week, cannot wait, or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And Gino, we're talking quarterbacks today, and my strategy normally is to wait because there's so many good ones. Even in, I'm in a 14-team league now, which I think is way too much, but I'm normally one of, if not the last guy to take a quarterback. And somebody I'm looking at, he's a big name. He made it all the way to the second round of the playoffs last year. Expect a breakout. It's not like he's not anybody's radar, but he's probably like you know quarterback ten right now, or you know from the consensus, it's Trevor Lawrence from Jacksonville. Calvin Ridley's getting a lot of hype right now in the summer. He's in there. Christian Kirk had a great first year in Jacksonville. Even Zay Jones broke back out with uh, 800 yards receiving from Doug Peterson's offense. I think Trevor Lawrence carrying over that momentum from his playoff run last year. He gets a true wide receiver one. Doug is a great quarterback mind. We know that in Philadelphia. I think you can get Trevor Lawrence like in the middle or maybe even closer to the end of drafts, honestly, with so many other mobile quarterbacks in front of him. I think that's the value pick. If you're waiting on quarterback, but maybe you're not the last guy, Trevor Lawrence is somebody that I'm targeting. I used my 1-1 dynasty pick his rookie year to go and get Trevor Lawrence for this exact reason, the year three breakout. You now have Doug Peterson as a second-year play caller. They're continuing to add offensive pieces to him. Him and Kelvin Ridley, watch out. I think that is going to be a dynamic, dynamic connection that they have on top of what they already have there in Jacksonville. T-Law with the hair, make the pick. 
put him as your QB. You're going to see him every single week slinging the ball in Doug Peterson's offense in a division where he should be the guy that That's a good point, too. Vinny Lyre from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle, right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you've always been, you're always going to be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just one click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. eBay Motors, let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on this Thursday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen. Gino, I want to talk about Jalen Hurts now and, you know, heading into training camp. This is, we mentioned it on the show when we were previewing quarterback a few weeks ago. We said this is the first time in God knows how long that we have almost no questions about the quarterback position, about the starter. I mean, the main thing is like who's quarterback three between Tanner McKee or Ian Book, even if there is one kept on the 53-man roster. And so we're very confident Jalen's going to run back what he did in 2022. But is, is there like specific things? Because we have both gone through it. We have seen Michael Vick regress after 2010. Nick Foles regress after 2013. Carson Wentz regress after 2017. Or some, is there something that Hurts can learn from those guys and just the NFL in general when quarterbacks have regressed after big years to avoid that traditional slump? Mm. Um, anything specific about his game on the field or potentially off of it? I think one of the closest comparisons, you have to look at Robert Griffin. I, I think he is such... An anomaly at that point in time. Because today, RG3 is exactly what you want in a quarterback, right? Somebody yeah. that is mobile, has a gigantic arm. And what was the downfall to RG3? Outside of a bum knee, what got him in that position? I think it had more to do with the coaching staff than himself. But it's just not trying to change the identity of who he is. Like, Don't mm. all of a sudden, because you are a great pocket passer, solely become a pocket passer. You can't take that element away from Jalen Hurts. That killed RG3 when Shanahan's like, nope, I just want to keep this kid in the pocket. Well, I think Don't it's because they went too out. far in the opposite direction so right. early on. You know, they ran him into the ground so much that then he got hurt and they're like, now we can't run him like that. So, yeah, it's a balancing act. It is a balancing act. And Nick Sariani is going to be accountable for that. I think Brian Johnson is going to be key in that as well. But at the same time, Jalen Hurts, as a quarterback, what is one of the things that keeps you in the game for as long as some of the guys like Peyton and Tom? Yeah. It's evolving. It's finding the next step forward. How do I take now what might be a weakness and make it a strength? And yeah. what is a weakness of Jalen Hurts' game right now? That I really don't know. But I think for Jalen, it's how can I prolong this thing? How can I make this thing go for as long as possible? Because as I go... You can't look at it as an ego perspective, but you have to look at it as a matter-of-fact perspective. As I go, 
this team goes. How do I take yeah. care of my body better in the offseason? I, I think he's already having those conversations with the greats. Like, how do you get to that point? Oh, right? for, and you, sure. You always hear that. Like, why is LeBron James still able to compete at the level he is? Because he puts yeah. m- all this money and time and effort into his body. Yeah, and, and you it's have tougher to be when you're that a as a quarterback. quarterback. And especially when you're a mobile quarterback, you know, it's really hard. And we, you know, the history of it, it's a, a small group because mobile quarterbacks really haven't taken over the league until, you know, the last, I'd say, five years, especially. So the track record, the history of them staying healthy isn't great. But I think Jalen, of anybody, is set up to, because he's so self aware, because he does have a safer style, um, and because he's so determined. I do think of all the mobile quarterbacks that are young in the NFL right now, if you're going to tell me who's still really good in 10 years and did not have a drop-off, especially because of injuries, Jalen would be, to me, one of the top betting favorites. So I, I think that's mm-hmm. a great point. I would say, too, because I don't think you suddenly lose... Like, when you make the step that Jalen did last year when it comes to the mental side of the game, like progressions, you know, going through your reads, pocket presence, mechanics, like how improved he was with his footwork and his throwing motion. Unless you lose confidence like Carson did... I can't really see that suddenly just going away, right? Especially Mm. when you keep working at it as much as he does. I think the area he needs to avoid um, falling into any sort of issues with is just almost being, I don't want to say don't be aggressive, but like self, like mental mistakes, not mental mistakes, like turnovers, right? I think like staying on the point of last year where he was just so good at picking and choosing his spots and not forcing the issue. Because I think last year, and this could be said about not just Hurts, but the entire team. The only times last year this team got into trouble because they're so talented. There was never a reason, there was never a time they lost last year and you're like, that's just because they weren't better than the other team. It was, they fumbled the football too much. A.J. Brown fumbled against Indy. Quez Watkins fumbled against Washington. Jalen fumbled against um, Kansas City in the Super Bowl. If suddenly, like, you don't want the interception total to go up more where he's just trying to put teams away early because he has all these weapons. Of course, you want him to stay aggressive and be so good at throwing the ball deep like he was. But Jalen's very good at balancing things and knowing when mm-hmm. to say die and when not to. So I think that's the big part. Some quarterbacks slip into trouble with is like the turnover Some. side. Say the guy that you're thinking about. Well, I mean, say his name. Who it's Carson he who Wentz. Should not be named. Well, yeah, of course, but yeah, not just Carson. I'm with, I mean, dude, so I'm with you. Guys. I'm with you. Cause I think what was the ultimate nail in the coffin for Wentz? It's that final 2020 season. And, and it happened. It's just pressing, right? It's it like happened because, in front of our eyes in yeah. a, a game, Lou. We saw the, the rise yeah. and demise of Carson Wentz in a game. And I think it's because it, part of it, you know, he thought he had to save the world every play. And that's I think, what Jalen cannot and, do. And, but what I'm confident, why I'm confident it won't happen. Number one, Jalen is just, I think, wired differently. But he also has a team that he knows he doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Carson was kind of justified in feeling the, the way he did because... In 2019 and 2020, he had to be the hero, but that created so many bad habits. Whereas with Jalen, mm. he knows I don't have to do all the work. I'm a lot of the time I can be the guy that carries four players into the end zone, but I don't always have to be that. Most of the time, I can just be a point guard, and he's very good at again picking and choosing when to be Superman or when to just be Clark Kent. And I hate that I made a DC comparison because I'm a maybe guy, <laughs> Carson Wentz just 
didn't have enough trust, and that might be a fault of his own. I get not trust, trust Deontay Burnett. I, I mean. get it, but <laughs> but if you want to come back to the Quez Watkins conversation, Jalen Hurts is going to have to learn how to trust that guy in spots. Well, and he right? did though. He consistently, I mean, he would go back to he went back to Quez in the Super Bowl, and it didn't work. And that's again, what I'm saying. But like you, you yeah. have to to trust these guys. There is a big make trust the plays, right? Sure. You have to be the aware Michael Jordan to kick the ball out to Steve Kerr to yes. make the shot, right? Yes. That's that's what you have to understand. Maybe is, more checkdowns in that way this year. You don't always have to be LeBron who's like sometimes 400 yeah, Gino, shots a night, right? And you were talking about it before the show. You were like, sometimes you don't always have to run up the middle to get those four yards for the first down. You can check it down to DeAndre, to DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift for eight yards a carry. Which is an added part of the game this year that really mm-hmm. wasn't there last year. So if th- to boil it down, Lou, I, I think it comes yeah. down to, to three things for Jalen. Self-awareness, I think you hit yes. that right on the head. Mm-hmm. Maturing and prolonging his game. And all three of those things should intermix with each other moving forward. I agree. I was going to say, because you could make the same points for all three of those 100%. things to focus on. So, yeah, I think it all does totally intertwine. All right, Gino, let's wrap up the show with some news. Um, I don't know if either one of us love this, considering oh, our 53-man roster this. projections. But um, Howie Roseman was doing some work this week. He restructured the contract of former first-round pick in 2017, defensive end Derek Barnett. Mm-hmm. His salary will drop from $7.5 million. It had $1.5 million guaranteed to $3.5 million fully guaranteed. Um, he's also eligible for per-game bonuses and some incentives. Um, interesting, because neither one of us had him making the 53 but I was a little nervous that Howie would be, you know, too heartfelt with his draft picks. And, like, we were wondering if he would keep Kavon Wallace this year, even though there might be better options at safety. I'm nervous Barnett's going to make this roster, Gino. Not that he's going to play a big part because he's buried on the depth chart. He's fifth behind all these other edge rushers. But I just – I don't want him on this roster at all. <laughs> I don't – how do you – Say I'm going to give this guy two more million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, it's this frustrating, year. man. Maybe there's some thing that we'll we'll see from over the cap. Somebody does a breakdown of this that it really works out to their benefit. Sirianni must see like it. him more than I thought, man. Because I remember because that, if you're that guaranteeing video. more money, you're you're just yeah. upping his cap. Because if you were to right. take the the gap between his seven and a half million dollar salary and the guarantee of one and a half million, correct, and renegotiate that, I mean, that's still going to be. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't see why. Why you know, fully guaranteeing it. anything for someone that might not no. make the roster wouldn't make much sense. That's why I'm thinking, is he a lock now? I don't know. I don't know, dude. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't see how a guy who didn't play last year, right. who's been nothing but a liability for you, 2021, he was a huge liability. Fits the the past culture, the culture that they're trying to leave behind where you don't hold yourself accountable, where these guys are just on the roster because they don't have any other options. They, ha- If you're going to cut Teron Jackson for Derek Barnett, give me a break. Give one me a Johnsons, break at this point. I mean, one of the I, Johnsons, I, keep yeah. not keeping one of the corners because you want to guarantee Derek defense. Barnett, get him out of here. I mean, I know Brandon Graham's here, and you have – like he's more of a traditional four three defensive end like Barnett, but I just don't think he fits this team anymore. And yeah, I don't get the logic. He's never, you know, played up to the potential or the Ever. value they placed in the first round, even in the early years. So why you're guaranteeing this guy money and just not moving on. I feel like there's just a time to know with draft picks when to move on. And with Barnett, I think he's a thing of the past, but I don't know. I mean, he, again, the good thing is they have so many pass rushers that I can't imagine he, pl- but that's the annoying thing, though, Gino, is I can't imagine he's on the field, but he also doesn't play special teams. So what? Like, what's no. he doing? He's going to be, what, a 
sixth pass rushing option that probably on the edge he's like number five i have him because you are have, you even going to dress him would you even dress him at the, that's who are I'm you going to sit him why with? am i dressing him over patrick johnson or Kyron no. johnson no i'm not i'm not yeah. they're athletic they're more athletic Derek barnett the reason why he's just the player he was as he was in college is because he got to his ceiling in college he never yes. had a higher ceiling than what he had he's not athletic He's not intelligent when it comes to taking penalties. You can't rely on him. And your head coach has been caught on camera saying it's always always him him multiple times. Does Sirianni like Barnett more than we think? I mean, I don't know. Because Sean Desai, the other thing is, do you know Sean Desai is, yeah, it's it's a Howie thing, right? Mm -hmm. Does that mean Kevon Wallace and Davion Taylor are making the roster too? Don't get your hopes up, man. But who knows? Who knows? That's I'm that's what hoping. makes this time of the year interesting. And yeah. what if he comes back and he's just horrendous? Horrendous, and how we guaranteed that money? I, or he's I, good. And you tra- or he's like okay, and you trade him. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's why. Maybe to move some money around. I, I don't. Yeah, really never know. know. But I don't get it. It's, again, it. it's not it's not anything that hurts this football team as long as he's not on the field. So it's just interesting. Like I so I always forget Derek Barnett's still a part of this football team. <laughs> so like when people are talking about like how many guys are still left from Super Bowl fifty two, and I'm like, who's that extra guy? I'm like, oh yeah, it's Barnett. But yeah, the guy yep. who got lucked into the most important play in the history of the franchise that we'll see forever and ever. And I know people ever use that ever. too much for Barnett if they're trying to justify anything. I'm like, it, he fell on a fumble, man. I mean. <laughs> Lou, I want to end this show on one point that I think the Eagles yes. are attacking this offseason well with. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey carted off today. He's apparently going to have to have knee surgery wow, for Miami to miss oh the regular gosh. season. Right now, Joe Burrow, we don't know the I status saw that. of him. Carted off. What Nick Sariani is doing. Bubble wrap. Whew, we've seen it, Lou. Bubble we've seen it wrap. as Eagles fans. I think those... 2015 to 2020 years scarred Remember the heck out of us. 2020, like Lane Johnson said, basically his ankle was like hanging on by a thread in August. Quite I literally, mean, quite literally, they were bringing literally in this new staff, this new like health and wellness staff that they brought in, and everybody that they have in charge of whatever it is, athletic man, training, physio. I think they're all on the same page. Like they got to get these guys out. Imagine Jalen Hurts goes down tomorrow. Call it, changes, call it. It's, o- it's over. It, it changes right. everything. Or imagine if Dar- like, Jalen Ramsey goes down from Miami. Imagine Darius Slay goes down. No. Imagine Nicobe Dean goes down. James right Bradbury. Now, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Just, just get healthy. And look, the Eagles, are they going to have the health of 2022? No. That was unbelievable. The fact mm-hmm. that they had everybody healthy all the way to the Super Bowl is incredible to me. Are you going to see that? No. But you're right, man. This is the, the right strategy. And, and that... um. Um, what's the name of the Eagles documentary series? Unscripted, right? Unscripted, um, yes, sir. Sirianni was talking about with the young players. He's like, you're not going to be on the field this summer as much as you were in college. Like, that's just, mm-hmm. we have to get you healthy to week one. I like that he's even being so open with the players about this strategy. You can tell he believes in it strongly, and it's the right approach, man. I had no idea about Ramsey, but I heard about Burrow, and that's just, again, can you imagine that? Like, losing your back in July or your top corner? That's, that's awful. You want to turn injuries off? It's not the reality. So what yeah. do you have to do? You have to advance. The days of two days are gone. Players. The days of back to back practices are gone. The Eagles oh, yeah. don't have a back to back practice. They were indoor through a the walk. The days of a today. practice, a normal practice, yeah, are gone. It's, gone. A, it's an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. how it goes. And Lou, I'd rather see all of my guys, maybe if they're even a little bit rusty. But last year, 
They weren't. Look it. They came out the gate flying. So keep doing well, it's a, what it's a you well, are doing. It's a well-prepared team. And so that's why, like, you know, can every team get away with it? Maybe not. But no. I think this team can. Yeah. I mean, look at Miami. They have a younger coach who's still trying to to set up that culture yeah. in, in a division that's really tough. I mean, in Cincinnati, you would think that it's Joe Burrow or Bust that they're they're not even trying to get around this guy. But sometimes teams just operate a little bit better than other teams for some reason in the National yeah. Football League. And Philly wasn't always like that with this. It was a mess every – me and you couldn't understand. I, I'll never be more frustrated talking about something in my entire life than the injuries of 2017 to 2020. It never made sense to me. There were new medical staffs every single time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't making a difference. The young players were getting hurt. The old players were getting hurt. Do you remember Leotis McKelvin playing with a torn hamstring? Like that was a point in time where they were like, all right, we are going to put guys out there that aren't healthy. Could you imagine that happening? Guys would suffer the same injuries over and over. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe if Sidney Jones got drafted now into this Philadelphia team, maybe things are different, but um, (laughs) one last thing. That's a sad way to end it. (laughs) (laughs) Sidney Jones and Derek Barnett talk to wrap up this Thursday edition of lockdown Mm -hmm. Eagles. We'll be back tomorrow as well. Uh, Eagles get back on the practice field. We'll have some takeaways. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube as well. Again, part of the podcast, uh, Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every single day. Shout out to our everydayers. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off for Lockdown Eagles. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.